0: Welcome. Glad you came by. I'm Peter Alsop. This week's song to chew is That's My Thang. After we listen to it, we'll talk about how some of us get so completely absorbed into the different thangs in our lives. We go through a phase and we get a fire in our belly about something that involves all our attention, often to the exclusion of everything and everyone else around us. It's kind of like what happens when we fall in love and become totally absorbed with someone else. We can also fall in love with some thang that we focus on, and it becomes our thang. <laughs> Sometimes the thang is something we want to accomplish or achieve, or it may simply be a task we want to finish and get compulsive about just getting it done. Sometimes there are thangs that ought to be our passion, but we're not aware of how important passion is in our lives, so we miss a delicious piece of living. Here from my plug and Away album is our song to chew for today, That's My Thang.
1: I said I hate you, bang, that's my thing I do it all the time and I do it for free Cause nobody does my thing like me I said I hate you, bang, that's my thing Read I, I love to read I used to read real slow But now I learned To build up speed Look out now, here I go I said "Hey, hate bang. I said, Hey, bang! That's my thing. Hey, ya! Bang! That's my thing. It's the thing I do when I'm feeling blue. It's the thing I do when I'm happy too. I said, Hey, ya! Bang! That's my thing. I love to laugh Until eyes and nose get runny <laughs> My friends get started And I can't stop Cause their faces look so funny <laughs> I said, hey, bang, That's my thing I do it all the time And I do it for free Cause nobody does my thing like me I said, hey, bang, That's my thing I said, hey, bang, That's my thing I said, hey,
0: Michelle Browerman played the synth accordion, and I programmed the DMX drum machine, played bass, triangle, and I sang with my kids and a whole slew of our Topanga friends. Solos were by Willow, Megan, Inara George, Ariana Hout, and Abby Stalkup. When someone doesn't really want to do a chore, we call it work but it isn't really work for someone else who enjoys doing it. We grow up with messages like, when your work is done, then you can play, and I have to go to work now. These kind of messages teach us that work is not fun, but many people love their jobs and feel good about the work they do. Unfortunately, many of us learn to value what we do by what we get paid for doing it. Artists often work for little or no money because they love to do their thing it's an expression of themselves. Doing your thang makes you feel good, and if you can figure out a way to get paid for it, that's great. Some people work compulsively and obsessively without regard for how they're feeling. When we do that, we feel as though no one else can possibly do this job as well as we can, and therefore we're needed. Our preoccupation with our work is a very effective way to stay out of our painful feelings. Unfortunately, by avoiding painful feelings, we prevent ourselves from making any meaningful changes to alter our circumstances and take better care of ourselves. Sometimes we're obsessive about doing something that feels safe and natural and comfortable for us, like playing music and like all the things in our verses, cooking, reading, drumming, dancing, mathematics, singing, laughing. Bruce Phillips was one of my dear friends and teachers. He was also known as Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest and I learned a lot from Utah. He'd point out to me how capitalism teaches us to carry cultural stories in our heads, making us believe that everything around us actually has a specific value in dollars and cents. Believing these stories gets us to put a price on everything we do. We learn to pass everything through what Utah called the cash nexus, so we can know exactly how much it's worth. Problem is, a story like that leads us astray and takes the gorgeous range of passion in human endeavors and quantizes all of it into flat numbers. And the values that get assigned that actually cheapen and change the way we think about our life on this planet. Let's say I'm a lawyer who gets paid $200 an hour at the law firm. And so I buy that story and go home at night and read my little daughter a 15-minute bedtime story, one quarter of an hour. And because I pass my story time with my daughter, through the cash nexus that I brought home from work, I feel like, hey, wait a minute. I get paid $50 for every 15 minutes I spend talking to a client at work or helping someone on the phone. So that bedtime story I read to my kid was worth at least 50 bucks. Why, I could probably get a teenage babysitter over here to read a bedtime story to my kid every night for $10 an hour, and that would cost me, let me see, uh, 250 for that story. You get my point. If that dad hires someone cheaper in order to save $47.50, both he and his daughter are missing out on the true value of spending that time together, yes? I certainly think so. And I bet that dad will wish he'd thrown out that capitalistic story he was carrying around when he realizes that reading to his daughter could have been a thang, a thing that he would have really enjoyed, as would she, if he'd only realized how valuable it was when she was little. As a songwriter, I used to get paid nine cents every time a radio station played a song I wrote. But nowadays, I get something like 140th of a cent when someone streams one of my songs on the Internet. Songwriters can't make a living from that kind of income stream. So I have to earn a living from some other kind of income stream. But I love writing and performing and singing and teaching people. So yes, I would and I do do it for free because that's my thing. I'm Peter Alsop. I sure hope you have some kind of passionate thang, too. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.